I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. It is Thursday, May 13th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn here again this week since Trey is out. I hope everyone has had an enjoyable week and is looking forward to the weekend. I certainly know I am. As you guys know, we are attempting to hit every Power 5 school and a few group of five schools this offseason here on the College Football Daily. We're almost halfway there, only a couple away. And in case you missed your favorite team, don't worry. We have them all on Spotify for you. Just go to Spotify, search for the playlist across the country with the College Football Daily, and find every single team preview episode we have done so far. I'm very excited to continue marching towards our goal today as we talk about Boston College. Joining me to discuss the Eagles is the publisher of 24-7 Sports Eagle Insider, Tyler Calvaruso. Tyler, thanks so much for joining me and spending some time to talk BC. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate you having me on. So, Tyler, year one under Jeff Halfley was really filled with ups and downs. And I mean it quite literally. I looked at the schedule and starting with game two all the way to game 11, they just rotated on a weekly basis, win-loss, 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 on and on and on. But a 6-5 and five record for Halfley with all the obstacles that he had to deal with as a first-time head coach, I'm sure, was taken to very positively in Chestnut Hill. What was your overall impression of the Eagles in year one of this new era last year? So year one was definitely a step in the right direction for Boston College after years of mediocrity under Steve Adazio. Halfley inherited a defense that was just completely downtrodden, essentially. They were terrible in 2019, and he helped turn the tide pretty quickly. Frank Signetti installed a new exciting offense that, you know, Boston College doesn't typically run. You know, you think of Boston College, you think of hard-nosed ground-and-pound football. Now Boston College is throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 times a game. So just... Overall, breath of fresh air. The fan base is now rejuvenated, and they just looked better on both sides of the ball every week last season. It was an up-and-down season, like you said, and they're a mixed extra point against Pittsburgh away from being 5-6 and six, as opposed to 6-5. and five. So, you know, it's definitely – they're still building. There's still plenty of work to be done, but the program is definitely trending in the right direction, and Halfley's definitely the guy. So Boston College, look, they wrapped up spring practice a few weeks ago. You know, of course, something they obviously didn't have at all prior to last season, another obstacle obviously thrown in the direction of all first-year head coaches, right? I would think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the learning curve they had to deal with last season just isn't there anymore this year because it's obviously another year in the same system with the same staff. They've now kind of adjusted to what Jeff Halfley, you know, wants and what his staff wants from the players. How do you think they performed this spring? Did they look, in your eyes, crisper and just seem to have a better sense of the schemes Jeff Halfley and his staff have put in place? Oh, yeah, they definitely look crisper. The continuity was there. The chemistry was there. And the comfort level between the players and coaches were there. You know, throughout last spring, Jeff Halfley said if they were to have a spring practice at that point, he was still learning people's names. You know, the coaching staff was still getting comfortable being around each other. This spring, completely different story. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's on the same page. And this allowed them to focus more on fine-tuning their scheme and installing some more complex stuff. Because when they arrived back on campus last fall, you know, they kind of had to dumb things down, install things on the fly. And 
as the season went on, they kept installing. And now they're able to reach that pinnacle of where everything's in. And you saw it throughout the spring. They were definitely an improved bunch. Everything was crisp. A lot of players took major steps forward. I think that could be attributed to just everyone being on the same page now and everyone being comfortable with each other now after year one in the books. And I was actually going to ask that, you know, last year, did you see that at the beginning of the season, it was kind of that dumbed down kind of play calling because obviously they didn't have the off season to get everything set up, get everything installed. And then as the year progressed, kind of get more and more advanced with what they were able to do both offensively and defensively. Yeah, especially defensively, I would say the Bliss package has got a little bit more exotic as the year went on. You know, the disguise has got a, a bit more complex and offensively. Yeah, they definitely started simple and worked their way forward as the year moved on you know a lot of inside zone runs at the beginning of the year and then then they just kept progressing and kept building towards I guess a fuller playbook I guess you could say by year's end I want to move on to individuals now starting with quarterback Phil Yurkovic a great first season as a starter I think he showed last year why we at 24-7 sports had him rated as one of the nation's best coming out of high school when he signed with Notre Dame originally back in 2018 over 2,500 yards 17 touchdowns, only five interceptions. What can he do, though, to continue to get better? You know, what did he struggle with that he can improve on to have an even more productive season here in 2021? The one thing I would say with Dracovic for him to improve upon is maybe consistency. You know, there were times last season where he had stretches where he's leaving balls short. He's overthrowing receivers. His mechanics are getting sloppy. But Dracovic was such a pleasant surprise last season. You know, a lot of people weren't really sure what to expect from him coming over from Notre Dame. You know, some viewed him as a pretty raw kid. Still, have, He was essentially a freshman in their system last year, if you really look at it. And he just opened a lot of eyes. Does he have room for growth? Most definitely. You know, what, what young quarterback doesn't? But he was a much-needed boost to their offense last season. And, you know, he's worked his way onto NFL draft boards already, which is, you know, really impressive considering where he was at this time last year. So for him to keep growing and just, you know, turning in a really dominant 2021 season, consistency is going to be the key. He can't have these stretches where, you know, he's just going cold. You know, I was also and something that would help with consistency. You know, I was checking the stats of the spring game a few weeks back and my attention was drawn to that backfield. You know, Andre Hines and Javion Dane, son of Heisman Trophy winner Ron Dane, if that last name sounds familiar for any of our listeners. They led the team with seven and six carries, respectively. Jackson Treister was third with five. Neither three, though, just looking at the box score. No, granted, I didn't watch the game. This is just looking at stats. But neither of the three were that impressive. Where does the running back room stand right now? You know, what what's kind of the pecking order, I should say, between all the backs? And does it seem like this is a position of worry for Jeff Halfley and staff? So throughout the spring game and just throughout the spring in general, the pecking order seemed to be you had Travis Levy, who was a returner. He's a graduate student. He took uh, this is going to be his first season really working as a three down back. He's been kind of a pass catching situational guy for them throughout the years. Pat Garwo is going to be a factor. He was hurt throughout the spring, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. And true freshman Xavier Coleman, he was an early enrollee. He opened some eyes throughout the spring. He actually took a bunch of reps with uh, the first team offense during the spring game. Granted, he didn't get a lot of touches, but he took some reps and he impressed. And another big factor in this running back competition is West Virginia transfer Alex Sinkfield, who's not on campus yet. He'll be arriving in the uh, summer once he finishes up his studies at West Virginia. So overall, I don't know if I'd call it a position of concern because last year the ground game, you know, it was eh. Sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't. And Boston College still wants to be able to run the football. I know I said before they've kind of transitioned a more pass-emphasized offense. 
But at the end of the day, when it's November and it's cold out and teams come to Chestnut Hill, Boston College is going to want to punch you in the mouth. They're going to want to run the football. And that is something Jeff Hathaway's focusing on, and some of these backs are going to have to step up. Now, I don't know if one back is going to step up throughout the year. For He's just going to keep rotating guys in and out and, you know, using all four. But it'll be in, it's going to be an interesting development, and it'll be key to the success of the offense because, you know, if Boston College can't run the ball, their offense becomes predictable, and no team wants that. Gotcha. So you would say, I guess, the uh, the stats um, and the box score of the spring game was kind of misleading because I look again, I looked at the running back box score and the stats. And I think, you know, uh, Dane might have had 20 yards. Hines might have had 17 or 16, whatever it was. I was, you know, like I said, just looking at stats, I didn't watch the game. But there are other guys like you're saying in that room that are going to be more of a more of a priority in the backfield than the three I mentioned in the question. Yeah, Dane and Hines, both they're guys for sure. They're getting looks, but they're still working their way up the depth chart. You know, they're pretty young. So, yeah, I wouldn't really consider them main factors right now. Could that change? Yeah, sure. You know, a guy has a really impressive fall camp. Yeah, he could say his name at the top of the depth chart. But right now, those guys, you know, they're still fighting for snaps. So I want to switch over to the defense now. Boston College, they lost their two best linebackers to the NFL in Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie. How does defensive coordinator Tem Lukabu plan on replacing those two guys? You know, who's looked at as possible options to step up and fill those roles? So Boston College did a good job of kind of addressing this this offseason in multiple ways. They went out and got Temple graduate transfer Isaiah Graham Mobley, who was a really effective player at Temple before the injury bug bit up crept up and uh, bit him these last couple of seasons. He's been banged up, but he's back to 100% health. He says he's in the best shape he's ever been. And if he is indeed operating at full strength and firing on all cylinders, he's going to be a big addition for the defense. They went out and got Florida State transfer Jaden Lars Woodbay. He's going to blind up all over the field. He'll see some time in the rover spot and secondary. He'll play a role in the linebacker rotation and sub packages. And the one to really watch is sophomore Cam Arnold. He saw a lot of playing time as a true freshman at safety. He's been moved to linebacker this spring. The staff loves him. He's a perfect fit in Halfley and Lukabu's defense. And I think he's going to nail down a starting job in the fall. And I think he's going to be a really impact player for them at linebacker in 2021. He has the complete skill set for what they're looking for in that defense at linebacker. So Tyler, a couple more from me. You know, I mentioned earlier a record of six and five in Jeff Halfley's first season. What do the Eagles have to do, though, to take that next step in year two and turn some of those close losses? I saw, I think, by four to uh, North Carolina early in the season they lost. Um, obviously, they had that very close game in uh, DJ Uyagalele's first start against Clemson that they ended up losing. How do they turn the tide and change some of those close losses that they had in 2020 into wins in 2021? It's cliche, but I, I mean, execution. You know, there were at times last season throughout the course of a game where Boston College, they would get sloppy. You know, they would start getting called for penalties, just stretches of inconsistent play. And when you're playing a team like Clemson, when you're playing a team like North Carolina, those mistakes, they just can't happen. And Halfway knows this, and it's something he preaches to his team. So execution throughout the course of a game is is an area of an improvement for sure for them when it comes to them taking the next step. And just the players continuing to buy in to what Halfley is building. Because, you know, a lot of the players on last season's team were holdovers from the Adagio era. A bunch of guys still are. But now Halfley's getting some more of his guys in here. And you have guys who are buying into this culture and just embracing everything that Halfley's trying to build on the Heights. So culture can obviously only take you so far. You know, when you get out there, culture goes out though. You got to execute against the elite teams in the ACC. But when you have guys who are 100% bought in, 
and we'll go balls to the wall for halfway. You're seeing more of that, and it will definitely help them as the years go on, and it's going to have an immediate impact in 2021 for sure. So, Tyler, last one before we let you go. We'd agree, and I'm sure most fans do too, that the program is headed in the right direction. You know, I'm sure there is a sense of optimism at Boston College, but of course, as a coach gets further into his tenure, now granted, Halfley's only going to year two, but as coaches go further and are at places longer, obviously expectations rise. What are fans expecting from this team starting in September? And what do you expect for this team in the coming year? You know, it's funny. This has been a, a very hot topic of conversation on our board, and there have been a lot of different opinions about it. So what I'm thinking is right now the floor for this team is probably six wins. And, you know, that, that should excite Boston College fans because entering last season, nobody really knew what to expect out of the new regime. I think this team could rattle off seven, eight, maybe even nine wins. I think they're definitely going to get back into a bowl game and they're, they're going to compete against these top teams in the ACC. I truly believe that. I think they have the guys in place, personnel-wise. I think they have the coaching staff in place to make some noise as soon as this upcoming season. As long as guys like Fulgerkovic, Zay Flowers, you know, the defense stays healthy, this team has what it takes, Lance. I truly believe that. Now, it's a matter of them putting the pieces together and eliminating some mistakes that they would make throughout the course of the season last year. But as long as they could clean up the little things entering 2021, there's no reason why they can't take the major step next season. Follow him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Calvaruso and follow our 24-7 Sports Boston College site on Twitter at Eagle Insider 247. Tyler, thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Lance. I appreciate it. Make sure to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode every single day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Lance Glenn. I hope everyone has a great Thursday. I'll be back tomorrow for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.